1: Well, isn't this flipping marvellous? Welcome back to the podcast, Ellie and Helen, who many of you will know as the Scummy mummies. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Just over the moon to see you both. Literally, genuinely and absolutely over the moon.
2: I, I feel the same way. I mean, it was a couple of years since you uh, came to Ellie's house that night. We drank wine, we laughed, it was very good. But, but how the world has changed and how we have all changed since then. Okay.
1: I know. I distinctly remember the taxi home listening to music very loud and just being like, I love you guys. I'm <laughs> um, just getting very excited about the wonderful evening we had spent together. Um, and so now we're going to spend a wonderful time chatting about your feel good habits because by Jiminy, if there were two people I know who can lift the energy, push positivity out into the world and also do it with some excellent humor, humor. It's you guys. Oh, oh well, that's... thank you. Yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that TripAdvisor review.
3: Five stars, yes. thank you very much.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's much. Um, it's nice that the byproduct of us sort of dicking about and having a nice time as friends brings joy to other people. And that, that that is, um you know, even when we go out to the pub and have a lunch or whatever, um, you know, I would say that is one of our number one feel-good habits, Ellie, is like having nice lunches. Both together and with friends, that when we're having a good time, other people are going, Oh, it's so nice to see friends together enjoying their friendship or, you know, basically enjoying, you know, a pie at the pub. So I think, I think um, we didn't realize at the time by sharing that sort of stuff that other people would feel good. Because, but we do, we do kind of do it with sarcasm a lot of the time where we go, Oh, God, oh, this, this lovely tasting menu of cheeses, it's so awful. So I think that's kind of, we don't want to be too smug about it, but, you know, we do occasionally have a good time so that's nice
1: you've just mentioned cheese (laughs) which has derailed me emotionally is that
3: upsetting for you emma is that a sensitive
1: topic it's not upsetting. It's just that now I, I can almost feel uh, a blue cheese in my mouth. Mm. Got I think I might quite like a mature crumbly cheddar in ah. my life today. Oh. And I fan I just fancy going to town on a packet of borsin. Not going to lie. Just with a teaspoon. Just yeah, absolutely. Oh. Shove it in. Why well, use cutlery?
3: <laughs> just it's... eat it like a biscuit. You're quite right.
1: That's right.
2: Or or an apple. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, just put an entire ball stand on a on a Jacobs water cr- cracker thingy, and just. I have been known. Lunch.
3: I've been known to eat an entire ball of mozzarella like it like an apple. Absolutely, just walking down the street. <laughs> absolutely not a problem. Not a problem. Delicious.
1: No. Very high in protein. Very high in protein. Well, I'm glad that we took it to cheese. So okay, so a feel good habit of lunches and socialising. So did you guys? Were you guys able to do that? Did you then switch to virtual lunches when you were locked down? The rest of the world.
2: I don't think we did have a... I mean, I was always eating. I was always delivering yeah. something to my house. So I'd be like, we're going to be having a podcast, a meeting, probably something, you know, a really high-profile PR that he wants to employ us and I'll be like oh, excuse me I'm just getting a burger to my front door um so we did a few of that that, that that sort of stuff oh the I don't even want to know how much money I've given to takeaways in the last 18 months but that is a joy that you know someone comes on your, a motorbike and gives you hot nice food um but yeah no that that is one of the joys of the world opening up again where Ellie and I are I like we can have lunches with people we like and they go on for for hours and hours which is Yeah, that's the joy of life, long lunches
3: yeah i think the lunch habit sort of we really got into it um when we did edinburgh so we were in 2019 we were up in edinburgh uh we did 25 shows 25 nights we sold out every one of them i'm just casually dropping that in there we got a five star review you know sorry just, i just... missed that bit
1: did you did you say you sold out oh, yeah edinburgh 25 nights yeah, yeah we sold
3: out the full sorry. run so the full run um wow. so just anyway Um so obviously that was uh but our show was in the evening so we got into quite a good habit of not every day but but probably most days we go for like a really strong lunch because obviously there's loads of places to eat in Edinburgh Uh, and I don't mean necessarily getting absolutely hammered although sometimes that happens but generally just like going having a glass of wine or two but really amazing food and then we just go back to our little flat and then we just have a nap and then we get up and do our show and then go and eat some more food and then like party (laughs) till three o'clock in the morning so I think that's where the habit really bedded in didn't it Helen?
2: Yeah absolutely and that was like and, and I love that when we were having the lunches, we were already thinking of where we were going to have the next lunch. That, that yeah. is the, that, that sort of peak lunch time. We were like, I'm really enjoying this, but I I, I want to enjoy more of this tomorrow. So it would be like, and Ellie, yeah. Ellie's a gun at doing, she does like, you do like a Jay Rayner review, don't you, Ellie? I
3: like a Jay Rainer review, I like a TripAdvisor, I like a good, TripAdvisor is not my favourite because it's not reliable, but it's a good no. starting point. I like a good food guide. In fact, I invested for our new tour, I invested in the Good Food Guide, which I have here. Um, Excellent. And we're going back to Edinburgh for four nights in August. And I've got it down here next to my computer because it's on my list for today is to book a couple of lunches, uh, get it sorted. So it's, oh. that's, that's key. Book the hotel, then the lunch, then the train ticket.
2: um don't don't come to us for business and profit advice either because anytime that we get a tiny bit of income we're like oh what can we spend it on oh not not ourselves (laughs) more more lunches there's a tasting menu we haven't completed yet in london let's let's go for that so um but yeah no i think that that was just joyous and also um you know uh, we got to take people out for lunch that we you know loved and things like that so yeah edinburgh is great and um yeah when we're on tour of course that's the you know we we go on stage at like eight o'clock at night so if we if we get in at the stroke of midday we can get a couple of hours of good lunching yeah. napping and then uh, then we're good to go again
3: Which brings me neatly to, I don't know if this is another feel-good habit, Emma, or if this is in the same sort of box, but we also have a feel-good habit of after a show. This was a habit started by my father. Um, We do like a post-show curry so Ooh, yeah oh, yeah because again we come <laughs> off stage we come off stage sort of 10 11 at night 10 o'clock at night whatever um and, and my dad uh he's our roadie sometimes sometimes Helen's brother is as well but um it was him who started he was like why don't we go for a curry after the show and we were like oh yeah we never thought of doing that but we're often hungry after the show we end up eating crisps or shit that we've got in the van and he was like no, no let's go for a curry and then that became that became what we do. So sometimes now if we're on tour for three nights, we'll go and we had curry, in fact, just last week, didn't we, Helen, in um, Chipping, Chipping Norton.
2: Norton.
3: We had two curries in 24 hours in the same restaurant. And it was marvelous.
1: It was fabulous.
2: Yes, thank you to the- it's, it's Sorry.
1: It, it's hard to find a bad curry house unless I've been doing it all wrong and I've just been very, very lucky.
3: Yeah, we've rarely had a bad one, haven't we, Helen? Yeah, and we've exactly. been to literally dozens of curry houses
2: all over Britain, so yes. That's it. And also often when you when you have dinner at ten thirty at night, you are one of you, sometimes you're the only ones in the restaurant and the staff are so lovely and you get to chat to people and things like that. But yeah, the food's always great and yeah, we know what we like. We always share, you know, it's a but it's a it's a really way, you know, the food's great, but that's a great way of debriefing. Often, especially Ellie's dad, who's an absolute pro um, actor and has had years of experience, he'll give us friendly productive uh suggestions about how the show went and what we could do and things like that so it's sort of like having a bit of a meeting afterwards which is really nice because you've got all that adrenaline pumping through your body after you know uh, performing to people so it's, it's um it does make you feel good and then you go to bed with a belly full of lamb and oh
1: and you just sleep like an absolute log yeah
2: exactly right <laughs> exactly right
1: do you know what i would honestly watch a television show of you do you remember light lunch with mel and sue i would that was my favorite tv show and it was on in my uni years i would 100 percent watch a lunchtime tv show of you just you two just having lunch talking about the topics of the day
3: or eating curry late Light lunch the new light lunch late curry late curry with ellie and helen why not
1: yeah actually maybe that's maybe that's slightly stronger (laughs) (laughs)
3: let's do both why not both
1: well monday to thursday it can be a lunch and then friday and saturday it can obviously be yeah well there you go let's pitch it to channel four immediately yes please (laughs) um okay where are we heading next out of the uh out of the pub garden into where
2: um can we can we be pricks and talk about exercise um because because we don't like to mention it but we're running the marathon uh on in 10 weeks time (laughs) these pricks are running (laughs) coming a very long way I know
0: oh we've God been
3: is. we've been trying to run this bloody marathon for like I think I've been training for two years now and obviously it's been cancelled because of the because <laughs> of the what you call it what is it global pandemic or some shit yeah I some something
2: some kind <laughs> uh, of cold that's going around
3: so yeah so now I'm just like I want to I, I want it I want to finish it now it's like a <laughs> boss battle that I have to finish
1: <laughs> so you decided to do this I'm guessing what you must have decided in 2019 or early 2020 no yeah 2019
2: no yeah it was it was a yeah t- early 2019 because we yeah we we needed a long time to train for it um and uh, yeah we got like a, a marathon trainer there's a lovely woman in our local area called Elkie Mace and she put together like a training program for us and like yeah I ran a half marathon on the third of march or first of march in 2020 and wow. so it was like a month before we were, it was going to be I think the fourth of april or whatever and uh yeah and then that did not that did not happen and then it was meant to be like in october last year and then it's just been delayed until october this year so so we neither of us were runners were we ellie
3: no, I used to be a little bit before I had kids and then oh. like so many things uh, <laughs> I, start, I sort of gave it up uh, when I got pregnant and had, had babies. Um, so I, but I'd, never, I'd never done more than like 5K. So I never took it seriously. And then, yeah, I just got, got back into it and, and yeah, really, really liked it. Um, so yeah, I've got some issues with my knees so I have to go quite slow at the moment and stuff like that, but we're going to do it. I fully believe we're going to do it.
1: Yes. I believe you're going to do it too. So did the feel good element start of like setting yourself a goal? Like I feel good because I've got something that I'm working towards and then did actually enjoying running become sort of like a, a feel good thing in tandem to that? Because a lot of people do run and don't like it at all.
3: Well, one of my favourite quotes about running, and I wish I could never remember who said it, but is, um, I, I love running except when I'm actually doing it. Uh, so... like. <laughs> yeah let's not say there aren't moments when i do really enjoy i did a lovely run in the cotswolds last week and i was out in the fields and it was beautiful and the sky was blue and there was no one around and there was butterflies and it was just absolutely delightful and there were moments on that happy music on there were moments that where i was gloriously happy but let's be honest there were also moments in that run where i wanted to vomit or shit myself or just stop just fucking stop you know so i think it's possible let's be honest about exercise it's possible to have both things during the thing but then afterwards you do feel well you feel smug uh, and you do yeah. you've got all those chemicals going around you so you do you do feel good um but let's not pretend it's all fucking glorious all the time if it is you're not doing it properly
2: <laughs> you're not doing you're not going hard enough no yeah. exactly Yeah, like yesterday, I did 15 Ks in the hot sun. And, you know, uh, there were times where I was like, what am I doing? I could be at home having a cold gin and tonic, but I did it. And then (laughs) afterwards, I did feel kind of like, oh, I've conquered, you know, there's a sense of, you know, what my body can achieve and all that sort of stuff. But you do feel kind of a bit badass. But I I really like the running community. Like I'm on, I'm in a few Facebook groups with other women. And the, the, the joy that it brings other women and the cheering on and like a woman said, Oh, I ran my first 5k today and she was 60 and overweight and, and you know, never thought she could do it. And then there was like hundreds of these women going, yeah, strangers just cheering. So the community that, that uh, running um, has given me is, is, is fantastic. And just that sort of, you know, yeah, yeah, female strength sort of um, shears as well. But just being out of the house, like just getting out, and like you know, when we're on tour, like you were saying earlier about going running around the Cotswolds. Remember that rainy, rainy run we did in not in, outside of Norwich. I mean, that was hysterical. yeah. You did
3: the Marriott ten k. And um, my dad got st- my dad drove us there in the van to this field and we went off and did this run in the pissing rain uh, and we ran helpfully to a pub with a fire and pies. So that was good. Whereas poor old dad, the van got stuck in the mud in the field and he had to get someone to tow him out. Then he arrived and we were at this pub and I was sat by the fire and I remember steam was coming off my back because that's how <laughs> wet it was. But it I was brilliant, that. brilliant fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and it is, and it and it is almost a bit like doing the show. Really, it's like it's like the after things you do. Like you, if you've run a long way, you're like, oh, I can have like six pints of beer and a burger. And you're like, that's fine. That's how that that works. So, um, yeah, I think that's really good. And we we never run together because we're we're different pace, different um, you know, different sizes and all that sort of stuff. But it's nice that we can share share you know where we're at with our running as well so so that's really good and i like the fact that ellie's going to finish first in the marathon probably at least an hour ahead of me i'm like well you get to the pub you sort of yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. i go you and sort that. out the restaurant and the
2: lunch yeah i know what she likes to drink <laughs> yes
1: exactly Please get a good table <laughs> um two
2: two pints of cold cider thanks very much yes
1: <laughs> oh, honestly there is nothing it's blisteringly hot today and it's, so it's still in, still only quite early but it is going to it's one of those days where the only thing that will quench a thirst is cider with ice in it. Oh, yeah. It's true. True fact. It's just, it's just good fact. stuff. Mm. It's
2: really good stuff. And that's, uh, yeah, that's often what we get Ellie's dad to have waiting for us uh, after we finish the show. Two, two pints of cider, thanks, as soon as we get off the stage. So it's a very nice thing.
1: And the other thing I used to run a lot and I think what it used to do is you'd, I always used to do it really early and then I'd almost sort of, I would be relatively calm-ish for the rest of the day because I'd done my big thing. Mm. Are you early runners as well?
3: Yeah, I like to get up early and get it done and then it's, it's done and you get to feel like, yes, I've done it. And often, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, and I, when the kids are in bed still and Pete's like, yeah, I'll just get up and go and then, yeah, it's
1: fucking done, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, I like this very much. And exercise exercise is a good feel good habit. It comes up a lot, but actually haven't had anyone on who has talked about doing the marathon. So there we go. Why did
3: you stop running, Emma, out of interest? Did you just get fed up of it or did you find something Um,
1: else? I stopped running because um, I just could never really get back into it after I'd done the half marathon. And I, after I had my breast reduction, I was like, I'm so excited. I'm going to get back into running. Cause it won't be so difficult anymore. Cause one of the things that used to, I used to get very scarred backs from all the sports bras. Cause I'd have to really strap myself down. And that was often like, sometimes I wouldn't go for a run. Cause I just couldn't face putting on the three sports bras. Mm. So the first time I was able to run after the reduction, it just felt fricking weird. I did not care for it one little bit. And so I've just never run since. And I do other exercises. It just feels weird to jump up and down. It's odd. Mm. I can't really explain it. Yeah, I
2: I always have to put um sports tape on my back because yep. anytime I run I get a really bad or long distance, I get like I get like a scab or like, you know, it's weird. Like I get yeah. into the shower and go, Oh, it's pulled off the back of my skin on my back. So I have to um yeah, so yesterday I, like was putting like um yeah, tape all over my back so I didn't get any chafing yeah it's
1: the chafe the chafe factor no fun yeah the hook and eyes even if they've got quite padded straps the hook and eyes on those support particularly supportive sports bras basically rip your back back open, Mm. and i still have scarring but yeah um, i'm sure i've got a few marks from
2: that yeah
1: god yeah getting in the shower and just that sting and thinking (laughs) oh no all right okay moving on to habit number three um what do you think h
2: We've done, uh, that, we've done exercises. Oh, what 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 else is on my list? Lots of things. Um. <laughs> uh what was I going to say? Feel good habit. Oh, I was. How how X rated are we allowed to go? Because um, but we should do something that we do together. Helen I mean, and I've never had sex. Oh, if okay. We, if we. Can. <laughs> yeah. I do like it though, Helen. I'm not. <laughs>
1: I'll put i I'll, I'll put a warning at the top. Go for go for your life. I didn't invite you on here to censor you, so go on. <laughs>
2: um, yes, I think um Ellie and I both like sex, but not together. Let's say that um that's a feel good thing. And um and uh, now now that I'm a single lady, I really like it a lot. I think it's 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 a great thing to do on a Saturday night. Uh, with with someone who's quite nice. Um, that's that's quite good. Just a bit of naked, naked time. Um, and also, uh, yes, I didn't know it was so good. That that's that's been my um recent kind of discovery that sex is really fab. And I, I don't know if anyone else listening has discovered that yet, but I'm as a forty-two-year-old um single mother, I'm just telling you that it's great, get involved. Um have a nice time.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> okay, so there's quite a lot of layers to this. It's not just that it's that this is a recent discovery that sex is good. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's it's quite it's quite
2: fun. Like you know, you get you get bits of your body squeezed, things feel nice. T- kissing's great I've, I've enjoyed that uh you know uh, you know having your bottom stroked i mean all th- all sorts of things are very nice about sex that makes so, you feel very sure. nice yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, well in fact helen don't you in your in your book in your new book get divorced be happy which is out on the 29th of july yes. don't you talk about how the thing is you were in a relationship for 22 years since you were like 20 yes right? Since uh, yeah 19 yeah so and i so, know about yeah. you I don't know about you, Emma, but for me and for I think for a lot of women, your twenties is usually the time you discover that you like having your bottom strokes and things like that with lots of different people from around the world. in my case, I went backpacking, had a lovely time, a lot of Canadians um, but I feel like you've had you' sort of missed out on that phase. Helen, but by God, you've made
2: up for it now, right? Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, no, I've, 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 I I, keep a little tally in my phone um, of all the things um, things I've done and, and who with and how many times. Um, it's, it's just sort of <laughs> <laughs> Which
1: is lovely, and nobody, oh shall, nobody <laughs> shall ever look at my phone. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> I want that to know. I'm sorry, I think you need to, I think you need to take all of that from your notes and put it into a nice little notepad which has got a little padlock and maybe fluffy fluffy cover this needs to be like the burn book from mean Girls. This needs a special place
2: like
1: yeah. the opposite of the burn book
2: but i learned lots of again this sounds weird but i learned um i didn't realize how naive i was until i i started talking about sex with ellie because i was always quite shy and then when we've had episodes on the podcast scummy mummies, we've had sex experts. Anytime anyone talked about wanking or anything like that, i would be like, hee hee hey. and I couldn't talk about it without going pink, you know, and And, and, and talking... your voice would get higher and higher and higher. It was
3: very sweet. <laughs> I'd
2: be like, oh, ah, rah rah Bukaki, And you'd be like, what's that? And I'd be like, rah, 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 rah. And you'd be like, oh, 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 ooh." <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, look at all the things you can do with all these different toys. And all, like." now I get approached, like I had an email this morning from a sex toy company saying, oh, it's great you're talking about sex so positively. Um, pick anything you like from, from the catalogue. I'm like, oh, look at all the things you can do and put in your potty and up things and out on banging things anyway um but yeah I do I do feel like a bit of a Pollyanna when it comes to it because I'm like oh isn't this lovely what a lovely time you can have um so yeah but I don't you know I don't have a boyfriend I just I just I'm just um what's it called browsing at the moment
1: (laughs) how have you found browsing during COVID because that's the question I'm being asked the most by friends and I'm like well I don't really, I'm, I'm such an over-cautious, risk-averse person and it doesn't really do well to say, could you bring a PCR test or could you bring a negative lateral flow with you? Huh. How you, have you handled it?
2: Um, yeah, well, there was, you know, like the first three months of COVID, I didn't really see anybody and there was a few, like, video things, which are really...
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend
2: sending pictures and whatnot uh but yeah th- when when it became summertime then I was you know out and about but I had a date on Saturday night and I did a PC uh, you know a, a lateral flow test beforehand and said I was double vaccinated and he said I really appreciate that because you know it's that's um that's a that's that's I think that's fair as well because you're about to, I said look just in case we get closer than two meters I'm doing I'm doing a test did beforehand. he do one
3: though did he do one
2: I don't know I don't know if he did see this where's the equality this is what i'm saying it's all very well you go around it where's his bloody test oh yes that's true actually yeah was he
3: double vaccinated
2: yeah he was he was double well, vaccinated. Something. Yeah, yeah yeah so that was all right so um yeah so that there's that all that of chat but yeah um i quite like the text and lots sort of stuff and also i think that introduced a bit more texting before people met because i think people are much more cautious now as well but anyway yeah, yeah It's 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 interesting tinder's kind of exploded now um, because I think everyone's
1: uh, released it being freedom day <laughs> off with the masks. Oh, I know it is. It is technically freedom day today. Ellie's frozen. I don't know whether she can still hear us. She's back. Hey, sorry. Sorry, T. That's all right. Um, do you want to say anything about sex? I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm
3: into it. Uh, <laughs> as I say, I've been, I've been with my partner for, oh gosh, off and on. I don't know, maybe nearly 20 years or something, but uh, maybe less than that. Can't remember. Um, but yeah, it's it definitely after you have kids and stuff and it changes and stuff. But we we like, our thing is we like to go for a night away. We like to ship the kids off um, to some sort of relative, uh, usually one they've met before for preference. And then we just go to a hotel and do all sorts of absolutely filthy things. And then, and it, it's it's nice. And it's, yeah, obviously the sex is the best bit, but just just even the drive there i really like just sitting in the car and um mm. have to have a chat. sometimes about what's about to happen in the hotel room but generally uh you know nice things and again factor in a big lunch and a nap
2: that's basically my ideal ideal you're doing, day, you, you're double honest. doubling the joy ellie all the
1: things double maxing, <laughs> yeah that's a feel feel good habit it's like mm. your lunch and your yes yeah. and a cracking now I can i
2: Swiftly moving to the next um, feel good habit, and I, I'm not I I'm, I am speaking on behalf of my comedy partner Ellie, but about order, feel good habits as in getting your shit together, and this is something again that I've looked the things I've learned from this amazing woman Ellie Gibson about clutter, and 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 Ellie Ellie has been very instrumental. I mean, my house is still a shit tip but it's getting better. It is getting better. Um, but yeah, Ellie read what was it the Mari Kondo book, but you've always been quite neat anyway. Uh,
3: Um, Not always, actually. At university, I was an absolute, you know, uh, I think I told you, Helen, in my Hall of Residence room, for example, uh, I had so much shit, like just everywhere that I could never find anything. So like I was always losing things. So I ended up doing a poster for my wall that I stuck on my wall because loads of people used to come out in my room because I had a telly and I smoked which in the 90s was you know made me not cool but it, it was just a venue for people to come and watch friends basically. So I used to have visitors all the time. So I had this um poster on my wall that said welcome to my room. Please let me know if you find any of the following glasses, remote control, AA batteries, like just all <laughs> that i had lost and then and then it became a game where people would come to my room like where's wally and they would look for my glasses and it was well i made them tea and it was actually quite fun so i was dreadful but i think after a few years i was just like i don't don't want to live like this anymore because i realized that when you do tidy up and well i me personally and, and to be clear i don't give a shit about helen's house i don't give a shit what anyone else does um but for me personally i feel calmer and better if my house is cleaner and tidier to a point where I've almost wondered if it's you know would life be easier if I didn't give a shit? Do you know what I mean? I, I always think, especially you know, a lot—not all men, but a lot of men just don't see mess, do they? And they just don't, or they don't care mm-hmm. about it. And I just sort of sort of think maybe that's quite nice actually. Maybe that's quite relaxing to to be able to walk into a room and 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 not go, oh fuck, I've got to tidy up a bit before I can properly enjoy it. But I don't know. It's just it's just me, and I—that's it. I can't. I'm forty-three. I'm not going to change. That's where we are. <laughs>
1: I'm the same. I'm, I became much tidier and much more ordered, color-coded. Bookcase. We were talking about your but rainbow
3: bookcase, which I was admiring Emma earlier. Beautiful. Exactly. Yes, and then I started talking about my alphabetized spice drawer and we really enjoyed <laughs> it. But
1: yeah. I just bet, that, I bet that's, that's so helpful when you're looking for your marjoram, oh. which isn't a that we use very often, but you think I know exactly where that's gonna be. Exactly,
3: it only becomes difficult. It's like, does ground cumin go under G or does it go under C?
1: Oh, now I'm going to put it under C because it's a form of cumin. It would be like, put, you know, mm, a subject, I, would, yeah. I would put Coke and Diet Coke together. I wouldn't, mm. that's going to, that's going to, that's a thought spiral. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, absolutely. But I am, if I sit down to sort of, I don't know, watch TV in the evening and out of the corner of my eye, I see a cobweb. I cannot then continue with my evening. I have to get up and deal with it.
3: Mm, trying to think. I mean, I am very lazy. I could probably live with it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah,
2: but
1: yeah, yeah. That. So you've so you've introduced order in a way that you hadn't before. Yeah, that yeah, saying, definitely.
2: And and also now that my house is just my own, like I don't share it with um, a, a, another adult, um, that I can kind of put in place things, and it feels easier because there's not someone going, "Oh, why did you put the saucepan there?" Because my kids don't care, do they? So it, it's sort of there's an ownership now and that gives me joy. Like having having kind of full determination over my house and what I do and how I live my life. I think, you know, that is good. And and part of that is like, you know, having a calm space here and all that sort of thing. So I think, yeah, getting, getting order and just, oh, the joy of getting a skip. Like I would say that gives joy. Put a skip in your front garden and throw out half the things in your house and you'll feel fucking amazing. Like,
3: yeah. i said that i i or get, a, yeah, sorry. get another life hack if you if you can't like a skip because that can be quite expensive and it's quite a lot of hassle and all of that if you can't be doing with that but you've still got some shit you need to get rid of at the moment we've got a hippo bag right which is big fuck off massive yellow bags and you just buy them at b and q's and you just stick them out but they're like a skip but not as massive obviously mm. But you just stick them up there and you fill them up and when you're ready, you just book, you go online and you book a time and a fucking lorry comes and just takes it away and you just don't have to deal oh, amazing. with with anyone or anything. And it's oh it's an absolute joy. Oh. I might just get one permanently installed. <laughs> just just, just <laughs> out, 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 um, yeah. Just just go to the shops and buy ten and just turn them over. Oh, yeah, it's good. Good.
1: I like the sound of that. Yeah. Um clutters clutter doesn't work for me. It just if this office is cluttered, then I just, I can't work. Cause it's like, I can, it's annoying me silently from the other end of the room and I just have to yeah. go and organize it. So yeah, feel good. I, I'm on board with you for that one. Um, so where are we coming into land with habit number five, my friends?
2: Number five, oh, ultimate joy. I think,
3: I don't know. We both did a bit of meditation, but that's a bit boring, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I like a bit of cooking.
2: Uh, but I don't know what do you reckon? H? We do, we do like a good spa. That's that's that is that is a very very good thing. Um, what is it? I mean, I mean we could be really smug and say um, being on stage and telling jokes. That that's not something that's very universal that, for the listeners. Like what you need to do is become a stand up comedian and be a double act, and that and that's yeah. that 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 is that is a giver of joy. Telling a good joke and making another person laugh. That is a very good thing.
1: That is, but that is about you guys doing something that you love and becoming a stand-up comic isn't, might not be everyone's path, but actually maybe the learning there is knowing what it is that you love mm. and pursuing it and going after it, which I think is always, always a good thing to be reminded of like your dreams aren't silly just because it might not be everyone else's like still go for it because it can feel yeah amazing
3: yes and i think i would i would add to that um knowing what you love is is very important and being able to do it is is a luxury and a privilege as well we should say not everyone can and i appreciate and understand Mm. that so we're very lucky um but as part of that as well i think you have to learn it's a good habit to learn to say no to stuff you don't want to do and Mm. you know that might be doing loads of favours for other people that you don't really feel like doing and because and, and the problem is although that's a nice thing to do and we all do things for other people all the time that we don't really want to do i mean we've got kids it's basically fucking most of our lives but i think sometimes like like with the pta for example at school i've i've said to them like like no i'm sorry i'm not going to help out on the stores and i'm not going to make cakes for the thing and i'm not going to do this i will support you in ways that i can and that <laughs> you know could fit to my life so i will come and do a show we did a show for the school so we performed for free, the show, the school kept all the money from the tickets and also the bar, so they made a load of money because most parents are alcoholics. So, But I'm like, I'll do that for you and I'm happy to do that for you because I can fit that into my schedule and that's something I want to do. Whereas spending a fucking day making mins and then selling them for 10p will just make me resentful and unhappy. So I'm just not gonna do that. And I think if you're honest with people, my God, like people really respond to that as well. And they're like, right, fine, got it. I've got what your deal is. And and that's all right. So I think, yeah, I think that's part of it for me.
1: You know, I was talking about this with someone on a uh, another podcast the other day, talking about when you don't want to do something, and instead of putting a, putting a boundary in place, you do it, but with a bad attitude, which just makes everything so much worse. It would be so much nicer for all involved if you just said, no, I don't, I can't do that, or I don't want to do that, rather than going fine and then doing it and being aggressive when you send when you send the email or do the update.
2: Yeah that and that's a good rule for life as well and like nobody benefits from that like nobody you're the person <laughs> everyone's everyone's in a shitty mood because of that person's inability to say no and I think that's that's so good and I I um, uh again this is this is in my book get divorced be happy and I interviewed another single mom who's a journalist and she said you know people pleasing is lying and and there was there's this thing that you know you think oh well I will just do it to make everyone else happy and I'm the good person but essentially you are lying because you're like it's fine no I of course I can make twenty four brownies and of course I can do that um you you don't want to <laughs> and it's, and I I've learned I'm, I was very bad at saying no and I'm still not hundred percent good at it but I'm better at it. And um, yeah, and when when it's that, and also someone else said like pretending is lying, like when you kind of go like, and you know, not to bring it down, but when you're in a relationship and you're like, it's it's okay, or it's good enough, or I'm all right, when really you know it's shit, when you you're not that happy. And then when you get out of that relationship, you're like, yes, I was, I was really unhappy. But you, you pretend and that's, that's that sort of lying. So I think, yeah, being true to yourself and saying no is, is a really good thing. Even though I think as British people and Australians, we're kind of told to, you know, think of other people first, yeah. really.
3: And we lie to ourselves as well, I think, and it's good to get out of that. Like when you sometimes I think when when you say yes, I will bake 40 brownies for the baker Maybe you're not lying. Maybe you are like, I really want to do that. I really want to please this person, Mm. and I'm going to do that. But then if you're honest with yourself, do I have the time to do that? Do I have the and think it through? Do I have the time to go to the shops and buy the ingredients and come back and cook it? And what else have I got to do this week? And and I've I've got to be honest with myself about, as much as I want to be that person who does that kind of shit, am I that person? Maybe not, or maybe just not this week, or maybe not ever. And I'm allowed to say that and go, fuck you, Caroline, I'll
1: come and tell my jokes, now leave me alone. (laughs) But I think there's also that thing of, um, I am not a member of a PTA, but I'm just trying to imagine the dynamic and from what I've seen on television shows, but that thing of, saying yes, because you want to be accepted or want to be liked. But I think when it's that thing, isn't it? It's that lying thing, that people pleasing. If you get into the habit of doing things so that somebody else won't reject you that's when you get into really mm. dodgy territory yeah
2: absolutely absolutely and even ellie was saying this the other day about me and my dating and you were saying they'll they'll respond and behave like the guys i date or going oh that's fine they no, turn up two hours late it's okay no it's all right i just wait in the restaurant and cry it's fine um you know you know that 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 they will expect that kind of reaction from you so you set the boundaries from the get-go and i think you're right as well like And when you're, you know, desperate to be liked or, or, you know, in my case, have sex, um, (laughs) that that, that you will say things that you like, no, come on, be, be more respectful for yourself. And then that, that will reflect back into the, um, into the world.
3: That's one of my favourite Dr. Phil sayings, which I think I shouted at you the other day when I saw you, that man didn't turn up for lunch and you just sent him all these texts going, no worries. I was like, no, not no worries. It's fucking disrespectful. Uh, You teach people how to treat you. You teach people how to treat you. So if you teach people that it's acceptable simply not to turn up to lunch, then they'll do that fucking next time, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and, And that doesn't mean you have to lose your shit with them and go be angry and call them cunts and never speak to them again. That's not it. But you're allowed to go look um, I was pretty upset because that's my time and my time is as precious as yours and if I'd known you weren't going to turn up I would have invited someone else to lunch uh, and we could have had a lovely time and as it was I felt like a bit of a mug sat there on my own so I'm not cool with that and again I think you'll find that people very rarely will respond badly to that usually they'll go oh god sorry I didn't think of it like that I'm really sorry I won't do it again Hmm. and then that's that's that. And if they don't, if they do dislike you because you've perfectly reasonably expressed upset at poor behaviour, they can go fuck themselves um, and you don't need yes. them. You
1: just don't need them. There's plenty of nice people. I feel like, should... I feel like a marching band should come in now that should just be a refrain. <laughs> That's just such a perfect... I might have to isolate that and just play it to myself on days when I need it. Caroline Hirons always says to me in business, she's like, teach people how to treat you, teach them how to treat you. Don't be a pushover, because it can be so easy in a freelance world to be like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And of course I can turn it around in three and a half hours. Yeah, no problem. Yeah.
3: But oh, actually- and Can you do this thing as well? And can you do this as well? No, I can't
1: go for myself. No. <laughs> Kind of regards. Best or best. Uh-oh. I don't know about you, but best, best is my way of saying <laughs> go fuck yourself without saying it. Like because whenever someone sends me an email and it says best, the sign off, I, I assume that they are <laughs> sen- uh, uh, sending it whilst sitting at the screen, flipping me two birds with like a grimace on their face. So best is like the passive aggressive way of saying yes. It off. <laughs> is. It's, it's, it's very English, isn't it? Mm hmm.
2: No, I I was just saying, like Ellie said to me, when people say "do stay for another drink," it doesn't mean that. It means get the fuck out of my house, and and that's something I learned. Yes.
3: Although I don't, when I say that, I mean it. If I say oh, I, have another drink, I, do, I think that's why in that context, I I usually mean yeah, have another drink. But I've I've had to learn that as well that not everybody is is straightforward.
1: Yeah, I yeah that's that's the thing. If I if I said to someone else have another drink, it would not mean. Please read between the lines. The subtext here is that I'm desperate for you to go. <laughs> I, I would yes. just say, Oh, I'm really sorry. I've got I, I have before faked that I had to go out somewhere and actually got into my car and driven off. <laughs> and usually round the corner and then come back. <laughs> because I, I just desperately wanted to, I think, go to sleep. Um, yeah. yeah.
3: I I will usually I will usually start yawning. If I start yawning, I feel like that's polite opportunity for people to fuck off and if they don't i will just say i'm really sorry i need you to go now
1: (laughs) (laughs) a friend of mine who i used to uh, used to work with a photographer um maybe i won't name him just in case but he used to have people around for dinner he used to have quite wonderful dinner parties and at about nine o'clock he would just say your taxis are outside and he would have booked (laughs) them all taxis
3: (laughs) i respect it i respect it nothing personal you know yeah yeah, we've had a lovely time,
1: but the time is over now. Um, these have all been absolutely fantastic habits. And we've I think we've solved a lot of stuff here today. And I think one of the things that we've established or two things we've established for sure, you sold out 25 nights in Edinburgh yeah we certainly did that's right and we'll be back there 6th to the 10th of august i don't know when this is going out though
3: this might be Uh, be this is
1: going out this this will be going out before then but it'll be up for a while so this that's 2021 but um we'll put the link in the show notes and also the other thing that we've learned obviously is helen's got a book coming out in 10 days yeah
2: that i can literally say i've got a book coming out next week which is very weird uh and exciting yeah so it's called get divorced be happy uh, and it's um, yeah, it's basically a part memoir, part um, advice, self-help, but it's my journey of my first year after separating from my ex-husband and how I recovered from the trauma of him having an affair and uh, and um, I've interviewed 40 different experts and um, yeah, but however, the 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 jewel in this crown of a book, is, is Ellie Gibson's chapter, which is, is magnificent. And buy it for that alone, I would yeah, say. That's worth the asking price, honestly.
3: I will
1: also put the link to buy this book in the show notes, but Helen, Ellie, it's always a pleasure to spend any time with you. I feel, I always feel like energized. So uh, thank you for sharing your energy with me. And I hope that listeners, you feel the same way. Thanks for coming back and um, yeah, come back soon. Why don't you? Thank you, Emma.
2: Thank you.